This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Okay, so this bike says she is struggling with her place in the motorcycle community. Well, she says she hasn't peaked yet, but she's having a little epiphany, okay. Oh, that maybe life itself is the peak. Hmm, interesting. In my experience, I found that... That's why I just translate. Not allowed to have opinions. Got it. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. On August 25th. I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world. Young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. I'm I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you. As much as they fear you. Now I'm really going to have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. Hello everyone, welcome to That Mill Podcast, close season special, three regular hosts here today, myself Omer, joined by my regular Mickey Simpson, hello mate, you right? Yes mate, you? It's yeah. been a while. It has been a little while and obviously joining us as always is Mr Neil Fizzler, how you doing Neil? How you going boys, good afternoon, good, oh, yeah, yeah but even good evening everyone. We're all a bit First rusty fuck today. Up the podcast. Correct. First fuck all... up of the podcast has come from me. That's it. We're all a bit rusty today. I think I even jumped my words a little bit there. It's been a little while from us. Uh, we took a little bit of a hiatus, obviously, the season ending, and it kind of dwindled out to nothingness in the end, as we all know. Uh, today, we're just going to talk about a few various topics, obviously, give our initial thoughts after the season. Just a quick review of that. I think, you know, everyone's done to death on that, so we won't uh, go on too much about that. Uh, we'll also talk about our thoughts of the squads and what we're going to be looking to try and strengthen for next season. Uh, obviously, talk about a few rumours and a few links. And obviously, we've confirmed a couple of signings already. 
And we'll also be discussing our initial hopes and expectations going into next season. Talk about the teams that have come into our division. But yeah, we'll get straight into that after this. Okay, so welcome to the first part of the show. Today we're going to be quickly discussing season 2020-21. Neil, go on, give me, uh, give me your initial thoughts on 2020-21 and obviously, you know, I suppose just sum it up for us as best as you can, mate. What you, How did you feel? Mate, it was a strange old season really, wasn't it? It was, it still feels like last season because there was not much of a close season. So all the seasons seemed to merge into one, didn't it? And uh, I'm I'm glad it's over. Put it that way. It was a decent, yeah, but decent overall. I think I think we're more than happy to finish tenth, eleventh in the table. Uh, same old, same old problems, really, wasn't it? Uh, couldn't score any goals. Entertainment value was lacking at times. It was just just actually typical Millwall, wasn't it? So an 11th place finish for the Lions. It was 46 uh, games, 15 wins, 17 draws and 14 defeats. Goals four was 47. For me, it's kind of the story of our season and that fact for us, especially when you look at the teams in and around us. And also the goals against was 52 with a negative goal difference of minus five. I think normally for me anyway, Mickey, if you finish in the top half of the table, you don't normally have a negative goal difference. It's normally positive goal difference, signs of an encouraging season. But a minus five goal difference. I mean, initial thoughts, Mickey, from yourself for the 2020-21 season, mate? It was weird, strange, same as what Neil said. I mean, it was just something what you've never seen before. I mean, you know, the the Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, it, the different days games are played on and the, and the ferocity of the games coming, um, it was... The first half you got excited, didn't you? Like the first half of the season, it was it was cool, and then it just started fatering where you just wanted it to come to an end, and you want to be able to be back in that ground. It was just getting more and more depressing as the season went on. Um, but you know what? The playoffs and all that have ended, you know, in, in good games, and and um, there's been a bit of good football, some choice decisions in today's games and stuff. But at the end of the season, sort of. Ended okay, I suppose. English Champions League's final, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So yeah, no, it was, it was a strange season, though. Well, we actually had a scenario where the team that finished third place in the league actually went up as well as joined the top two, and that was Norwich City, Watford, and Brentford. The three teams going down were Wickham, Rotherham, and Sheffield Wednesday, who obviously had that negative, I think, minus five in the end start to the season. Any arguments on the top three and bottom three, Neil? I mean, obviously Norwich going up, Watford going up, and finally Brentford getting there in the end. It'd be interesting to see how they do next season. But yeah, I think, you know, I think on paper, probably the best three teams in the division, maybe Bournemouth might feel hard done by, but I suppose the table doesn't lie when them, they're two, them three were the top three. Yeah, I don't think you can argue with it. Brentford, I think after bottling it for however many seasons, it was mm -hmm. going to happen that they were eventually going to get up. They were too good a team, weren't they? Uh, Swansea, well, they weren't that good, were they? Uh, Bournemouth, as you say, could feel a little bit aggrieved, but I think they were just a little bit short, weren't they? It was only when they changed the manager a couple of times that they really looked like doing anything. 
and the top two you can't really argue with, can you? Because they were by far and away the best two teams in the league. Uh, a bit disappointed that Derby didn't go down, actually, because I think it would have been <laughs> hilariously funny. Wayne Rooney's Derby County, after all the fanfare and the Fiore and everything else that was bought into it, I think they were slightly lucky. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday, I think, Roy's up against it, weren't they? Uh, Rotherham, I think, eventually got out of it. Did they? Did no, they it was, go down or no, they didn't. They, they went down with them, yeah. It was uh, Wick and Rotherham and Sheffield yeah, well, Wednesday. Yeah, they did their best to fuck it up, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, they had, what, four or five games in hand and couldn't win any of them. And I think Wickham were destined to go down as soon as they got promoted. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, yeah, I feel quite, you know, Wickham seemed to try and actually make a thing of it at the end, but I think they left it too little too late. And, you know, they, they, I think they were a team that grafted, but ultimately their budget, you know, they weren't going to compete on a level playing field in this division. So, yeah, I mean, for us, going back to us, I mean, for myself, if you said to me at the start of the season, we will finish 11th place in the table, I would have took it. I think ultimately, if I sum up 2020-21, you know, if you said to me, I wouldn't have seen a game live. It's the unthinkable, really. So, I mean, overall... I will have to say that's, a, I think, a fair representation of our season. We didn't score many goals, Mickey. I mentioned it a little while ago there, but 47 goals in 46 games. And I think for me, that's ultimately where a lot of it went wrong, mate. Yeah, that's 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 the big problem I think he's got with looking for signings. He's looking for a proven strike or even midfield who can, you know, 10, 15 goals. And then, you know, realistically, if we could sign, you know, two strikers who can score 15 goals each or, or more, I think it's game on then next season. Um, you know, as long as they can do it in the championship, depending if they come from lower league or, or if they come from Europe, because it's good to hear that we're now scouting in Europe for a change. Um, if it can, then yeah, fantastic. Um, and I think we'd definitely be up there ready to push. But without those um, proven strikers or, or even midfield, someone who can score goals, I think we're banging trouble again. So, uh, Jed Wallace finishing top goal scorer again. Well, I think last season actually Gross, was Matt yeah. Smith. So, I will say, I'll put a caveat to that. But Jed Wallace with 11 goals. Uh, he, I think it was him. Then it was Mason Bennett with six. We then had Tom Bradshaw with four. And then you had Matt Smith getting three with Ben Thompson getting three. And then you also had, I think, Scott Malone chipping in along the way. Scott Malone, I've got on my list. He's not on my list for some reason, actually. I think he can finish with three in the league as well. Scott Malone, I might be mistaken. And a couple in the cup. And then, obviously, then you've got ones and twos really that's about it I think in, I mean Neil like we said it there about the goal scoring but you know it's important we do need to try and get that sorted for next season don't you think mate yeah definitely I think we were all a bit carried away when we signed Troy Parrott at, mm -hmm. the, at the start of the uh, transfer window last year we thought yes because obviously everybody's seen the pedigree that he can that he's got in youth football and under twenty threes football, but the signing was a disaster. So we went back to the drawing board, didn't we? Bought in probably uh, the most unfixed uh, striker I think we've had in a very long time. Ken Sahor, absolute disaster, a complete waste of wages, uh, and we kind of it kind of all. Uh, it 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 didn't work out, and that was the one area of the team that really, really let us down was putting the ball in the back of the net. And part of me thinks 
what could have been because this was the season i think because of covid and everything else was to make this was the season to push on i think barnsley were tipped by most people to get relegated at the start of the season weren't they mm-hmm. or, it, or yeah but fucking hell that's yeah but that's the first isn't it <laughs> Mickey and no, Ray. i agree i think I think this season, if they'd have had a couple of strikers, like I said, you know, a couple of strikers, midfield or whatever, who could score, you know, 10, 15, 20 goals, I think the whole thing would have been different. Our biggest problem was the lack of, even though we had a good mix of players who have scored goals, you know, like you were saying, you know, like 10, 11, 6 and 4 and a few ones and all that, you've got a good thing. You just need all of them to be able to at least double their scoreline and have someone else who can score 15 goals a season. And then... I think, yeah, I mean, wouldn't it have been fantastic to fucking, after the shit year we've had with the media, to suddenly really, really spit in their eye and fucking get promoted to the Premiership. The whole of, you imagine the whole of post-season coming up towards a new season, there'd be a new story on fucking, on uh, Sky Sports or whatever, mate, you know what I mean? Like the Premier League's looking to ban Millwall away fans. The, the football unit is not fearing, you know, Millwall fans travelling the width and breadth of the country to the Premier League. They'll be, they'll be fucking, they'll be outcrying. They'll be talking about us in the House of Commons, mate, fucking looking to see if there's a loophole they can ban us on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, but push yeah. the European Super League through, wouldn't they, for a start? I thought we could um, make a little bit of fun of the scenario and obviously just maybe quick fire questions, chaps. Um, I did send them to you before we went on, but I'll come to each of you and just get one of each. I won't get you off all both of you for each answer, but play along also. We've put a tweet online if you want to reply to that and just give us your thoughts of the season and just initial thoughts. Um, I guess we'll go to you first, Mickey. Your highlight of the season. What's the sticks in the memory for you? That's a real highlight for you. I mean, uh, you shouldn't have to think about this, but maybe that's the side of the season, mate. But come on, give me one highlight, one moment where you thought, all right, here we go, come on. You could say the season ending if you want, mate, because I feel like that's what you're going to... That's the impression I'm getting from you here. <laughs> no, 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 I don't know. I mean, there's a few... To, it doesn't good... have to be a game. It, it could be a no, bright spark a few, or a moment. There was a few good games, but I mean... I'll give you mine. My highlight of the season is Danny McNamara's arrival to the team. Danny Mac coming in putting Romeo under pressure and for me finishing the season as the first choice right back and hopefully I mean we don't know what's going to happen with Romeo he's still contracted to the club we'll get on to the discussion about the playing squad in the next part of the show but I think Danny Mack highlight for me and also Billy Mitchell coming into the team towards the end of the season less impressive but then again he already had his moment to shine the season before when he came in at the end but Danny Mack for me nailing down the right back position was my highlight come on then let's see if that's helped you out Mickey no I mean there's, there's a few. It's like what well, Thingy said, you know, the start of the season was buzzing because of Parrot, and then he turned it into be a fucking, you know, it was like we thought we were getting a big fucking bird and we, you know, we ended up getting a sparrow as such. Um, I agree with you with Danny McNamara. I, I think there's been a couple of games where we've had great results. Um, I don't know what a highlight. I know what my low light is, but I don't know what a highlight is, mate. Neil, give me a no, highlight. Really. Uh, Neil, you're not. I normally associate you as the. Oh, I think a lot of people who listen to the show might associate you as the negative Neil, but give me a highlight for your se- for the season, mate. Come on, please. Uh, getting followed by Scott Malone on Twitter. <laughs> 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 uh, highlight of the season. Uh, McNamara. I think there were some good games coming on board with the podcast because it helped me get through uh brutal brutal 
lockdown. Uh, the end of the season, I think, because I was that jaded by the end of it. I think we all were. <laughs> when that final whistle went on that Coventry game, I think it was, oh, thank God we don't have to go through any more of this shit. Uh, actually, I've got, I have got two other moments of the season. West Ham not making the Champions League after thinking that they were nailed on. Nice. Yeah, and Charlton and and Charlton bottling the playoffs. How brilliant. Yeah, fair enough. I thought a highlight for a game, I'll pick one out. Uh, I'll go four one against Sheffield Wednesday because that was a bit out of the blue and didn't think that was gonna happen. So I'll say that for myself as well. Uh come on then, Mickey, give me a low light. Give me something that's uh not fond of the memory of the season. Well, one of the, the it's not really Millwall either. It's, it was more to do with the season with the FA when they um decided a week and a half out of remembrance day to um to ban service personnel because of COVID regulations inside the ground. So um you know, I spoke to Mel and whatnot and said to her thing that she managed to pull it off and get it done outside on Lee Rigby's bench, which I think is probably a much better or not Lee Rigby's bench, um Lee Callahan's bench and um where Lee Rigby's plaque is. And I think that was a fantastic um thing with the club and, and Mel and whatnot. But yeah, the FA last minute just blocking it on poxy COVID rules when Older people who were going to be involved were on quarantine anyway because they were involved in other events. So um, yeah, that, that's probably the biggest low light um, of of the event. Yeah, probably. Oh, and um, and the media world not getting us over a certain event what took place during that season. But yeah. And on that um, event that I think everyone knows about, I think it's um, with fans being back in the Premier League as well, I thought it's just uh, poignant to mention that. But we won't go delve into that. Go on, go on Neil. Give me a low light for yourself. Uh, opportunity missed, I think, for us not signing a striker that we needed mm-hmm. uh, because it's cost us big time. The media reaction to what happened at the Derby County game, I thought was, considering it's happened however many times before or since. And since, since then, and fuck all. Yeah. yeah, and since then, it's not a peep. Uh, same old Millwall not being able to go to the games because obviously we've been mm. doing this remotely and it'd be good to finally meet up and have a beer and just mm-hmm. do one of these the three of us and, yeah, and maybe some of the people that we've got to meet you got blue joining tick, us uh, have I got a blue tick have I Mick? Oh, I said you got a blue tick that, mate that's, that's, why you're buying, that's why you're buying the beer mate <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to be too negative. I don't want to look upon. I don't want to dwell upon what the what, what the low points were because yeah, but let's be positive about it. I think 2021. I think we can all conclude is just a season, just to write off, not even to remember it. It'll go down in the record books. It'll, it'll be written down somewhere in, in in the history books that I'm sure you know we'll refer to. But I think it's a, a season that a lot of us won't have many memories from, and I think that's fair to say that. Uh, I've also put your Millwall moment this season, chaps. I'll give you an example of mine. Mine would be Gary Rowett getting COVID. Millwall going to Preston, winning two 0 Then the striker that we signed, Kensal Hall, getting injured. And then playing Huddersfield on the weekend, who were below us, and I think in the relegations at that time, and getting turned over 3 0. For me, that's a meal moment of the season for me. 
Uh, go on, Mickey. What's your, what's your meal moment of the season? What's, that's, a, that's as meal as it. For me, that's as meal as it gets. And that's what I didn't tell you like, what I meant by your meal moment, but for me, that's meal all, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, playing a fucking dead cert win and fucking getting spanked. It's um, Yeah, proper, proper, proper. Um, I'll tell you what mine is. Mine. <laughs> oh. oh, because of you. When they fucking split the fan base A and B, and they uh, got to go to the game, and then <laughs> B never did. It was there; you could touch it. They took it away. I forgot no, about I, that. Yeah, well, I can still remember. <laughs> That's typical he was Millwall. Almost in tears. He was almost uh, in tears, wasn't he? Realizing that he was uh, in tap B. And then after those two games, they went into lockdown. Again, I also called it. I called it at the time. I said, what's going to happen is the first two Cat A games, because they give them more time to sort it, give them all the tickets. And I guarantee after two games, we'll be back in lockdown. And I nailed it. I called it on the on the head there. So, yeah, I mean, for God's sake, let's, uh, that, that, I'll move on from that one. But come on, Neil, give me another meal moment for you. That sticks in the memory, if at all. Oh, Friday Night Live would be one. Just yeah. getting to interact with people and getting to know more people, because that was... That was an inspirational thing that we started. Uh, I suppose that could be I'm your podcast go... moment as well, because that's what I put uh, podcast moment of the season is the last question on there. So maybe that could be your podcast right. moment of the season. Actually, one of my other Millwall moments was actually seeing Lurch in a shirt that was about 20 <laughs> sizes too small for him at an away game. That yeah. was just fucking hilarious, man. That definitely got a a stir. I I had to agree at the time online. So, yeah, the last one I put on here before we... um, Oh, actually, I've got one more afterwards, but we'll say it in a moment. Uh, Podcast moment of the season for me. I think, obviously, doing it the three, the two of you and obviously interacting with everyone on the Friday Night Lives is obviously up there. I'm also going to put in there, just for shits and giggles, uh, find out that Mickey Simpson has um, a portion of chips of his curry in the curry house. So that's my podcast moment of the season. So, yeah. Mate, you, you, you want me to do mine? <laughs> you want me to do mine? Let's hear it. <laughs> I can do mine now if you want. What we've done this year, do you know what I mean? We 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 launched off the back of um, a crazy idea when we were going to launch properly last year, but because of COVID, we sort of put it back, put it back, put it back, and went right. Let's let's just do it, and then we done it. Then obviously got Neil on board later on in the in the year. Uh, and Neil's got some great stuff coming up for next season. But I just, you know, to go from a couple of shows a week, getting ex-players in and having the ability to talk to, you know, the likes of Marvin Williams and, um, you know, Robbie Ryan and uh, and Alex Ray, et cetera, and some of the older players actually getting to have a conversation with them and stuff was um, superb. Um, we've got a lot of people who want to do Who Are You for next season, so that's great. But no, Friday Night Live, uh, again, just an idea uh, just to get us through lockdown. And, you know, it it worked. You know, we had um, regular people every week. It was, it was good. I just, yeah, I think it was good. I think it was good. Watching Neil have a meltdown every week was um, superb every Friday. I look forward to that every Friday. Um, and, and playing, you know, what's in your glass competition was great. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a fair, fair enough. Um, I guess that's... All I've got, apart from for this part, apart from one I, more I question. Want one one thing. I want to add one thing. My podcast moment of the season, apart from coming on board on Friday Night Live, 
is actually, yeah, Mickey touched upon it, is spending an hour and a half, two hours in the company of some absolute top, top, top former players, like to Darren Ward, Marvin Williams, Mark Phillips, Joe Dolan, and the uh, just so many of them, Brian King. Cherno uh, Samba. Cherno Samba, 40. Yeah, uh, George Jacks, just uh, Paul Roberts, people like that, just absolute genuinely top blokes. Sits. Jesus, we did sits twice, didn't we? Yeah. We had sits on yeah. Friday Night Live, and then I, I did an hour and a half, two hours with him. And the Darren Ward one, he said, oh, can we get this over with in half hour? Two and a half hours later, we're still bloody chuntering away at it. <laughs> it's just, it just absolutely superb just to actually spend time with these people and to get to know these people. Mark Beard, a good mate of mine, chatting to him for an hour and a half just about youth football and Alex Ray. It just, that is actually my moment of the season, is just getting to one-on-one -on -one time with these guys and just chatting with them like they're your mates. And uh, fair enough, I think obviously if you guys haven't listened to any of the Who Are Yous, uh, check out our podcasts before and obviously there'll be a few of them on there labelled Who Are You and be sure to listen to them. He's, there's flows in there, even Paul Moody, Neil done a show with, which is obviously a great show as well. So yeah, I mean, um, one more thing to sum up guys, is just one word to sum up 2020-21. I'm, I'm going to say it and just be obvious, I'm going to say pandemic, that's quite easy for me. Um, Neil, one word to sum up 2020-21? frustrating mickey on mute that's probably a fair one for mickey <laughs> yeah well mute is mickey's isn't it that's it <laughs> there you go can't Millwall, um, proper Millwall word mate that's that it's been a cunt of a season it's been a cunt of a year and yeah it's been a cunt of a job working with you two as well but there you go. <laughs> I'll chuck in a, I'll chuck in another 2020-21 Millwall that a Millwall moment of the season. I'll say um the deadline day race, the charity donations where we came top in that because that's a Millwall moment if there's ever one from the season. So obviously we always do our bit and obviously Mickey mentioned about the whole um fiasco with remembrance, but also Millwall coming top on the fans uh charity race. So and, and also the other thing, I mean They've done, you know, as much as we're slagging them off and whatnot, and they've let's not let's not fucking beat around the bush. They've fucked up a bit this year, right? But the trust has done superb. Um, Kelly Webster started up a new charity called what? Lions Food Hub. Lions Food Hub. Um, <laughs> and he's doing superb. We still got some posters we put up for her shortly for them. Um, it just seemed that it went a bit charity crazy for a bit, so um, I didn't want to flood everywhere, but we've got loads to cut shortly. Um, and I think other bits and pieces, what's what's gone on is, uh, you know, they've they've really done well. Um, it's so, yeah. But there's yeah. been a, you know, there's been a, a few fucking major fuck-ups, which we'll do about on another show, but... Yeah. yeah. Positivity, yeah. come on. This yeah, is it, but season. Positivity it, has no it was effect. good, do you know what I mean? Considering that COVID hit them hard and whatnot, I think, you know, to finish 11th um, is a good result in anyone's book, you know. 
I'm going to say that's the last of um, the 2020-21 season on this podcast, hopefully ever. Um, and we will be back in a moment when we will discuss the squad at the moment as it is at recording from the 31st of May and um, our thoughts going into the new season as well and another part. So we'll be back. Okay, guys, welcome back to part two. In this part, we're going to be discussing the current state of the Millwall squads and the playing staff and obviously what we have on our books at the moment. And um, I'm also going to read through just the retained list that the club released, I think, a couple of weeks ago now. Obviously, big departures were Shea Ferguson and Sean Williams, along with Frank Fielding, James Brown, uh, Ryan Woods leaving on um, from his loan spell, Scott Malone then going, but also then becoming a permanent signing, which we'll go on to in a sec, and Kenta Hall returned to his parent club. We've also got Alex Pierce and Matt Smith both been offered new deals. I think it's been muted the last couple of days that Pierce is going to sign that deal. Nothing yet on Matt Smith. Um, on the under-23s, Rob Strachan, Harry Ransom, Ruben Duncan, Sam Skeffington and George Alexander left the club. Ollie Bate and Eskil Miller from the under-18s left. Uh, and then also we've retained and offered new deals to Ryan Stanford, Joe Wright, Bissart Topolodge, uh, Jordan Gilmore, Arthur Penny, Alfie Allen, Nana Boateng, Tyrese Briscoe and Abdul Abdul Malik. And I think also more departures were Dan Moss, Jaden Davies. Oh, these are, sorry, these are guys that remain in the club. Dan Moss, Jaden Davies, Alex Mitchell, Hayden Muller, Sean O'Brien, Junior Tienta and Isaac Olafe, who obviously since got promoted with Sutton United. So that'll be an interesting talking point, which we'll discuss in a moment. Chaps, let's talk about the departures first. Obviously, the three main ones, well, two main ones for me, Shane Ferguson and Sean Williams, a bit on their service for the club, Neil, and obviously sad to see him go, really. Yeah, you can't argue with what either of them have done for this club in different ways. Sean Williams came in, what he was, what he was Oliver signing, wasn't he, in a January transfer window. I don't think has ever really let the club down. He'll be marmite to some people, but he's given us pretty good service. Shane Williams what came in from Shane Ferguson, sorry, came yeah. in from Newcastle. I, yeah, well I must confess I haven't really heard of him. He came <laughs> in and he's a steady kind of player, isn't he? He's, yeah, well, he's not spectacular but he came in and he did a job as we like to say down at Millwall. I think it's um, like kind of the ending of the Neil Harris ilk players. Obviously we've got a few that are the mainstays in the team. But dead rubber, you know, the likes of O'Brien going last season and now Ferguson going, Sean Williams going. It's like the kind of passing of the guard and more. This is why I think everyone looks at this summer as a big opportunity for Rout to stamp his mark on the squad. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think the pair of them combined in the club statement, they said they made 512 appearances for the club. Williams, seven and a half years at the club. You don't often get that Mickey nowadays. Seven and a half years, you know, midfielder, lasting obviously four or five managers at the club as well. I mean, credit where it's due, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no, he's, he's seven and a half years in in football is a is a long time, I suppose, um, especially in current climate. So yeah, I think he done well, but he just he, he was just a Millwall sort of player, though, wasn't he? he? He was he knew he got us, he knew what it was about, and he you know he went out of his way all the time. So yeah, it's a shame, really, shame that the um, that he wants to play more um, and not going to coaching. But I suppose never say never, he could be back. I did wonder at the time when they released it what was the muted words, but I know Rowett since said it in an interviews that he, he does want to continue playing. Be interesting to see where he lands up. I think maybe a League One club, but it wouldn't surprise me. He could he could suit the likes of Charlton. I wouldn't expect him to go to Charlton, but it wouldn't surprise me if he wanted to stay local. I'm pretty sure they would take a player like in League One for 
Um, nothing for sure. Obviously, Frank Fielding, James Brown also left. I mean, a bit on them just quickly, Neil. I mean, Fielding obviously played that cup game or two cup games, didn't he, this season? Obviously, he was unlucky of injuries. He was Harris's number one at the start of last season, weren't he? So... That's right. And if he hadn't have got injured, we probably wouldn't have got Bart, would we? He's been yeah, who knows? Last years. Yeah. Uh, good luck to him. Obviously, he's played for Millwall. He hasn't had a chance. But then again, he's got a player who's well on his way to being one of Millwall's best ever goalkeepers in front of him. And uh, uh, Brown, uh, yeah, has anyone seen him play? What's he played? One first team game? Yeah, a handful. Cups. That's yeah, it. I guess, so, he, did, I guess yeah, he didn't look, feel look. good. I guess he didn't feel good anymore, Mickey. But you know, it's, <laughs> it's one of those ones. So. I got a laugh. <laughs> He's living in America. I was waiting. Next, he? I was waiting. I was sitting there thinking a minute ago. I was waiting to like for when someone turns around and says James Brown. I was going to play. I feel good. <laughs> <laughs> But also quickly on the um, loan departures as well, obviously. So we'll talk about two signers, actually. Scott Malone has since signed a permanent deal with the club. I think everyone's happy with that business. You know, for me, he was, if maybe, if not Bart, he was maybe my player of the season on the outfield anyway. Uh, obviously, Wallace gets a lot of credit, but I think for me, Malone was, you know, a real hero at left wing back and made a position of his own. Um, Ryan Woods and Kenta Hall go in, chaps. I mean, is that the end of Ryan Woods? Is he going to be back? I, I mean... Go on, Neil. I hope not. Yeah, well, I hope not on both <laughs> scores, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, you, do, you, know, you don't want me and Mickey going into orbit. We're trying to be positive. Uh, thanks a lot for the, uh, for the two seasons that you've had with us, Ryan. Hopefully we don't see you back. Fairly put, I suppose. I think there's no more arguments for that. I mean, Mickey, is he going to... Ryan Woods, is that your top signing for the summer? Oh, Again, hey. my favourite word comes back. Cunt. Oh, no, oh. <laughs> it's definitely not my favourite fucking... I want someone who can score goals, not someone who can pass the occasional pass on a fucking penny. If he'd done it every time, be great. I mean, you know, everyone's saying, oh, he's a great player and all that. Yeah, he, he was he was okay. He's a good player, yeah. But he just doesn't fit into the style of play we're playing. He does occasionally. Absolutely but, spot on. Absolutely spot on. He will do might, somebody... It'd be good very, for someone. Very, very good job. That's it. That's the irony, isn't it? Maybe the club, maybe next season could be the season we needed a, a Winewoods, if especially if we sign a few players that Wright wants to bring in and help gel the squad a bit more. Um, then you might actually turn around and go, "Oh, I wonder if Ryan Woods was in this team, how we would do." But yeah, the last two seasons, I think you two, uh, yeah, you two didn't sugarcoat it that second half of the season, especially. But I always sit on the fence, so I'm going to get away with saying that. So, <laughs> um, and also, obviously, let's um, talk about a couple of new contracts being offered. It's been muted. Alex Pierce has signed his new deal, but. What's your thoughts, chaps, on Pierce and Smith staying, potentially? I mean, I think with Pierce especially, we were quite critical towards the end of the season of him. However, it sounds like from what's been said, it's it's very much, uh, you know, look at Sean Williams and Shane Ferguson going. It's maybe the two squad players filling that voyage in Smith and Pierce. Players that, you know, worst case scenario, they come into the team and do a noble job and try their best. Players that also lead the dressing room. I mean... Mickey Pierce getting new, off the new deal. It's it's been muted. He's been it's signed, by the way. I think um, it's I think it's like when we lost Callum, we didn't have someone who can man manage the team. And Callum Davidson. Yeah, Callum. Yes, yeah, yeah. Callum. I did say Callum. Didn't I? What did I say? He said Callum, but he's just a, yeah, in case yeah, people yeah, yeah, wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. Callum. Yeah, Callum Davidson. When he left, um, I think that was he was a, a man management. You know, he looked after the players as such, and and Gary is probably more of your tactician sort of, you know, play sort of player. But 
I think that's what Pierce brings is that he knows the players inside out. He gets stuff for him. If you read and listen to some of the interviews, what Gary's done, it just shows that he's um he's good as gold. So yeah, I I, I think you know, it's worthwhile keeping him in. But playing, I just I don't really understand what he's got to offer playing slow. My only caveat, I mean, Neil, I'll get your thoughts on Pierce quickly before we go to Spiff. But with Pierce, like, you do have to wonder, like, especially if it's offered, then it was lingering doubt whether he'll sign it or not. It's he's probably not been offered a better deal, and it, it, maybe it feels like he's maybe settling a little bit to stay at Mill. I'm not for one second going to question his professionalism because we've clearly seen what he does for the club off the pitch in the dressing room. But it does feel a bit of a. It shouldn't have been a case of a deal's offered and leave it with him. I feel like we should have been. Do you want to stay? Yes or no? And if he says no, all right, see you later. Let's get someone else in. I don't know if that's just me being a bit cynical there for, for no reason, but what's your thoughts on Pierce signing a new deal? Mate, as we've been talking about this, I've just thought about a low point of last season, and that is that Gary Rowett did not show any faith in the youth team and the younger players, particularly in those last three or four games of the season that weren't, they were dead games, weren't they? And I think Alex Pierce re-signing is going to hold back potentially Hayden Muller. Maybe Alex Joy is very highly rated by the club, by all accounts. That's if you believe the, the 150 languages of bollocks that comes out of the manager's mouth at times. Uh, and I personally would have released him, but he's staying... So we have to get behind him. Hopefully, he's just a squad player and that he isn't going to start too many games next season because I'd like to see the likes of Muller brought on. And we've got plenty of cover in that position. And if he wanted another player, I'd rather that he let This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Hey, Chief, we got a damaged RV on its way to the OR. Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of RV surgery. (laughs) Wait, are you promoting me? Congrats, Martinez. Doctor, that RV's flatlining. Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of nursing. So you're just promoting everyone now. Yeah, kind of looks that way, doesn't it? When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates covered subject to policy terms. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. I'm I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really going to have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. Pierce Gowan brought in somebody a little bit younger. Uh, obviously, Pierce was probably on a good whack. He's no longer on a good whack, if we believe everything that's been said, that they've, reset, that they've offered much, much re- reduced terms. Maybe he's actually looked at it and thought, well, I ain't, well, ain't going to get much better anywhere else. And this it, is the highest level I'm going to play at, so I'll stay. It stinks a little bit of, um, I think if he wants to keep Pierce, it, it may be keeping the five at the back option there because then it's another central defender. In worst case scenario, he ends up playing. And I agree, like, we've been rhythm with injuries this season. We've spoke about, you know, Parrot's injuries, the Hall's injury, 
Brian Leonard getting injured halfway through the season. Players that, you know, could have been potentially key linchpins to the side. And we're only a couple of injuries away from the likes of Pierce playing. And I agree with you, Neil. You know, definitely it holds back the younger players if he was to stay around. And it, I think it's been mutely signed the deal. The club's not put anything official out yet. I wouldn't surprise me if the time we put this out is already out there. Um, and then lastly, I guess on Matt Smith, just very briefly, I think I think we all agree. Injury. Smith. Well, injury. Go on, go on, Mickey, you jump in there. I think just I think injuries hit him hard this season. Um and the fact that Gary didn't want to play him, whether or not he weren't properly fit, we don't know because we found out that he'd been playing with an injury and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone's as frustrated as probably he's been this season. Um it's it's been an absolute fucking cunt of a season for him as well, isn't it? I'll go on a limb and say 24 teams in the championship, I would say all 24 teams would want a Matt Smith on the bench with 25 minutes to go. You've got the opportunity to chase the game, lump the ball upfield, and, and and we fall into that category, I think, where it's quite clear that Rowe doesn't want him up front. However, when there's half hour to go, everyone looks at Matt Smith and goes, go on Matt Smith, go and get up there and make a carnage of yourself. And we all know what Smith's about. And I do think he falls into that category where any club would literally take a Matt Smith on the bench. If he's happy to stay and be that bench option with us, happy days. I do feel like, especially with nothing being said and obviously coming out about Pierce potentially signing that deal, it wouldn't surprise me if Smith maybe steps down a couple of divisions to play more frequently. We'll have to wait and see. But what do you reckon? Uh, I think he was agreeing with me there. I feel like Neil about that option with Smith. Absolutely. I think that his body doesn't allow him to play twice a week, does he? Or, you know, does it? So he asked. So. So Rabbit has to uh, nurse him through as best he can. But there were certainly games last season where he came on in the last 10, 15 minutes and he made an audible difference to the side. Uh, Bournemouth, was it Bournemouth? Yeah. Away? Mm -hmm. Yeah, where he just came on and created absolute fucking havoc, didn't he? Teams can't play him. Hopefully, he's just having a little shop around seeing what offers he can get and if he can't get anything in London or anything better in terms of money then hopefully he stays because I think he can contribute quite a lot to this squad and I'd rather have him on the bench than Bavardson I thought Bradshaw showed a little bit of potential to be quite honest at the end of the season had a couple of half decent games didn't he uh, but Smith has definitely got something there, and I think that we can't afford to release the goals that he can provide. Agreed. I think that's, um, yeah, I think we've hit the nail on the head there, I think, with both Pierce and Smith. I think what we'll quickly discuss is we've actually made another sign along with Scott Malone, and that is um, a number two goalkeeper arriving. Obviously, we mentioned Fielding leaving, and then we've managed to sign George Long on a free transfer following his release from Hull City, who've just been promoted back to the Championship from League One. Uh, making eight appearances this season. He lost his position. And um, I think the season before last, he was their first-choice goalkeeper during their relegation season. I think he played 45 league games. A player with experience at this level, considering his age of 27, I think he fits his criteria of someone to push, uh, you know, obviously to push uh, uh, Bart Bilkowski along the way and obviously provide competition. If, if we're honest, if Bart doesn't make a howler, Bart should play 46 games this season for us. So I think we're expecting that. But, you know, George Long, a hotly tipped young goalkeeper, Neil, and hopefully someone that can come in and just keep Bart on his toes, I suppose. Yeah, let's face it, he's the backup goalkeeper, isn't he? So he isn't going to be, you know, he isn't going to be a world beater, but he's probably a steady player at this level. So hopefully he comes in and as and when required can do the job. Again, it's interesting 
interesting that we've bought another goalkeeper and yet you yet Ryan Sanford has been here for what about 30 years and he'll probably have to go through the whole of his career at Millwall and they'll probably end up playing about three games or something. It's unbelievable, really. I think Sanford falls into the category of a George Long, like someone that's got the league honours, I mean, the under-21s, under-18s, under-16 honours of England. I think Sanford played for under-16s of England. It's just he hasn't got them games yet, and I think he does need that break. Maybe it's an opportunity to put him out on loan. We'll have to see. We did keep him in, and like I said, we offered him a new deal in the retained list, and we've also offered that Joe Wright a new deal. So I wonder if it's an opportunity then to keep Joe Wright as a 23s goalkeeper who... I think probably will step into that position and then maybe we might see Sanford go out on loan and see what he's made about in maybe the conference could be an opportunity for him there. So we'll have to wait and see. I mean, we should be playing football manager and deciding all these decisions ourselves, I think. So, you know, <laughs> Mickey, you got a word on George Long? Anything you want to say on that? I think I it's, mean, looking, it's I mean, Yeah, no, I mean, looking at the, the whole fans and all that, I mean, it's it's obviously you always get the normal ones. Oh, he's fucking shit. You fucking good luck to him, blah, blah, blah. But there's a lot in there what reckon that, is an half decent player who just needs a, a bit of coaching, a bit of guidance, and you know he's not necessarily number one material right now, but he's he's definitely capable of pushing for it. So um, you know what I, I think it's you know get some keepers coming up, and we seem to have some half decent keepers coming up through the youth and whatnot. I think it's just a, a good time to have someone if if Bart is making mistakes, we can just put someone else on who's. Who's played in these games, you know, in the championship games and stuff? Names that stand out on this um, retain list before I move on to the playing squad that we've got left. I mean, I mentioned Joe Wright, who's the goalkeeper. I think um, also we mentioned George Alexander leaving, I think, in the Friday Night Live. He put a, a post out, didn't he? And yeah. it's a shame. I think we've already discussed that. I think everyone already knows it's a shame. I think all three, all three of us share the same view. It's a shame it never really worked out. You've got to trust the manager's decision, haven't you, there? So I think both of you agree with that. You know, if, if if he's not playing for a reason, he's not playing. So he's moved on. Be interested to see where he lands up. I think he'll probably be like another pavy situation, end up in the conference, see what he does. You have to wait and see. And another name that grabs out, I mean, two more actually that I want to mention, both in the conference at the moment, on loan in the, in the conference. Uh, obviously, Isaac Alafe scoring goals and getting Sutton United promoted. I think he got 14 goals in the conference. Initially, if we remember, he went with... Uh, Danny Mack up to Scotland at the start of the season. Didn't work out. Davison sent him back and he's gone to Sutton. And, you know, some people could say that setback could be a real kind of issue for him. He was obviously, you know, regarded in good high prospect by Davison to go to Scotland in the first place. And then he's gone down to the conference and scored some goals. I mean, thoughts on Alafe, Mickey? I mean, are we going to see a bit of him maybe in pre-season? Is he ready for the championship? What, what do you think? I, I Honestly, I think he's probably... Yeah, is he ready for the championship between the conference and the championship? You know, massive world apart. But maybe he needs to stay with Sutton for another season, and um, and you know, help give him another run. Um, well, you think he should come back to us, then, Neil? Yeah, Neil shaking his head for the benefit of the audio listeners. Go on, Neil. He's twenty-one years old. Yeah, if he spends another year, eighteen month or year at Sutton. That makes him 22-23, yeah? It's too old to be trying in the championship. Let's see if he's any good. Let's give him Let's give him this pre-season. Let's see mm. if he's any good, yeah? It's, it, it's a, it's a, he isn't a 17, 18-year-old that you say, okay, he scored 14, 15 goals for Sutton next year, so we'll send him out to a League One club. And let's see if he's any good. And he comes back to us at 18 and a half, 19. 
Yeah, this guy is 21, pushing 22 or whatever age he is. He's getting too old. We've got to make a decision on him. We've got to either give him a go and you're good enough or you're not good enough, we'll see you later. Yeah, he's too old to push out for another year down the line. That's my view. I'll probably, I'm, prob- I'm probably at odds with Mickey Probably not for the first time. Certainly won't be for the last time. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think look, I, I agree that he is possibly old, but I also think that the confidence he's gained, it, it you know, maybe trial him out for the for the preseason, see how he gets on, see if he can he can you know score goals, and if he can't, then maybe sell him to Sutton because allegedly Sutton's offered. I mean, I'm, I'm speaking to someone to try and figure out what the rumours are on there, and obviously get a low down seventy k, isn't it? About seventy yeah, k, yeah. according to the sun allegedly. On Sunday or something. Yeah, allegedly. Um, but yeah, all depends who that story is by and whether or not it's the agent just trying to, you know, get him to sign. You know, Millwall to pull the finger out and get him signed because I don't know when his contract ends or anything. Well, I think it's one to watch. Gone, gone. I now. actually agree one hundred percent. The jump between the championship or the conference and the championship is big. But he's 21 years of age, for Christ's sake. Yeah. We've got to make a decision on him. We can't keep on pushing the can down the road. Then we might eventually have a look at him when he's 24 or 25. Yeah. He's 21. He should have enough no. experience to come in and play a game or two. So I agree. Make an informed decision. I agree. Caveat, the, caveat, the caveat to that is Danny McNamara is a year older than him. And McNamara had a loan spell way first half this season. And it might be Mill's best interest to not sell him and loan him back to Sutton, let him keep scoring goals. I'm sure Sutton will be able to have him on loan if we decide he's not good enough for Millwall. Uh, but Danny Mack was a player that, you know, had three or four loan spells. I think he went Dover, then he went to Newport, then he went to St. Johnston. And I think we, this is where Mill fall into this category of we loan our players out too late, which, but is it also a side note to my next player that I wanted to mention on the retainers. And the final one was Alex Mitchell. And I think Neil name checked him a little while ago saying he's highly regarded at the club. I mean, Mitchell was the centre-back partner to Hayden Muller in the team that got to the under-18s quarter-final against Chelsea. The pair of them seem to have struck up a good relationship together. And then, you know, Mitchell's gone out on loan last week at .com to uh, Bromley for the end of the season, all because of a fellow Mill, ex-Mill player, Brian Wilson, getting injured. And Bromley fans love him. And he's actually managed to get Bromley or helped Bromley, it's not just him, into the playoffs. So we could have another player that could be playing in a playoff final in a few weeks, in a couple of weeks' time. And a player that maybe could potentially be that player that kind of surprises us all. I mean, Neil, you mentioned him earlier, but a bit on Mitchell before we move on. Mate, I was reading something that Rowett said about him the other week, where was it in the was it in the Southwark News on News at Den, or was it in the... South One of the two. Press? I can't remember. But he seemed to talk him up, but he said he probably needs to play at a higher level than the conference next season, which is fair enough. I don't know how old he is. How old is he? 18 and 19? Yeah, I'd say 19, same age as Muller. So 18, 19, same age group. So that's fair enough, yeah? Loan him out to a League 1 side or a League 2 side, the higher side of League 2 next season. Yeah, he's got a little bit of time on his side. Rowett seems to rate him highly. I think on the Friday Night Live when we mentioned him, I think we didn't have a red card last season. I think if he plays, he's going to get one or two. Apparently, well, he likes a bit of a strong challenge, the boy, doesn't he? So that'll go down well. 
Uh, but yeah, no. But from everything I've read, I've probably I've probably seen him play for the reserves uh, because occasionally you get those games on YouTube. So one to watch for sure. One to watch definitely. And we'll see. Um, I wait to just before we end this part of the show, just obviously discuss our playing squads and just our, obviously we're no football manager or recruitment specialist here, but just the glaring obvious spaces we feel need to be improved. I think we've signed the backup number two, Frank Field and left. Uh, the central midfield, we lost, obviously, Sean Williams. But then at the same breath, we've got George Evans, Kefton Belt, uh, Billy Mitchell, Ben Thompson that can play in that position. So that's four central midfielders. Obviously, we lost Ryan Woods as well. So it wouldn't surprise me maybe to see another central midfielder come in uh, as Neil celebrates in the corner there. But also, I've got Ryan Leonard. So I think we've got enough central midfielders there for me to say we don't need a central midfielder. Central defence, we're going to have, obviously, Jake Cooper. Evans can fill in there. Sean Hutchinson. Obviously, I think Ryan Lillard played a game there. Obviously, a couple. Uh, Hayden Muller, Alex Mitchell, potentially. Mario Wallace. I think we'll probably need one more central defender to improve our side, personally. One more to sit in the centre of, of the pitch uh, with regards to, obviously, Jake Cooper and Sean Hutchinson being the other two first choices because I'm assuming we'll play three at the back again. And then the glaring one up top, lads. Uh, we need a number nine striker. We need a player that's going to score us goals when put through on goal. Anything you want to add to that, Neil? I think he'll potentially need another left back, won't he? I think um, Murray Wallace can play there as well. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but he's actually lost Shane, uh, Ferguson. Shane Ferguson, hasn't he? Yeah. So we probably need so we probably need something over that side of the pitch. Mm-hmm. It, it it depends on who comes and who goes. Yeah, time must be running out for Conor Mahoney to do something. Is he going to be frustrated at not playing? Uh, what's going to happen with Marlon Romeo? Is he going to be frustrated that Danny Mack ought to be our first choice right back? Uh, but he, but he actually moved into central defence, and dare I say it didn't didn't look half bad. He didn't actually let us down. At least he's got a bit more pace than Mister Pierce, hasn't he? Uh, up front is the glaring one, though, isn't it? Up front is the one area where we've got to pay. We've got to pay up. I know that Mickey will disagree, but we've got to pay. We've got to spend the bulk of our budget. If we've got a transfer fee budget, the bulk of it has to go on the striker. So, Mickey, on the striker... It's cost us. So, on the striker in front, before you jump in on reply to Neil, number nines or registered number nines for the club in that leader line role. We've seen Bennett play there and I feel like right fancies him there, but I personally think he might play more on the left again as the season goes on. If we sign a number nine, Bud Farson and Tom Bradshaw and Matt Smith, if Smith goes, you're left with Bradshaw or Bud Farson to lead the line. It's glaringly obvious. We need to go in there and get that number nine striker. Don't you think? Absolutely. We need a proven strike and, and, it's music to my ears this year to hear that finally we're starting to scout in Europe again. Um, and, you know, that's superb because, you know, Serie B or La Liga B or C teams, I bet there's a couple of good up-and-coming fucking strikers in there what, you know, we don't necessarily need to pay more, you know, loads for, but, you know, harvest them, get them playing well then sell them for a profit. I think, you know, that's what we need. We need... Someone who's who's proven in the lower league, especially in Europe, who can play fancy stuff and and just 
you know, come here and fucking and, and smash goals in. As I said from, you know, from the first part, we need, you know, one or two players that can score 10, 20 goals, um, either out front attacking or, or an attacking midfielder. They're, they're definitely what we need. We, they're the players we need. Someone who can stick the ball in the net. I know we don't want to be negative. I know we're talking about being positive. And I'll let you t- say your point, Neil. But one more thing to mention. Our main man has got one year left on his contract, Jed Wallace. And yeah. I feel like Neil's going to say the same thing here. If Jed was to go or if Jed was yeah. to get injured, do we need another also creative outlet? If Mahoney, yeah. you know, is not up to scratch, that could be also something I think we need to address. Um, Neil, you was going to jump in and probably say the same point as me. So, you know, great minds think alike and all that. But Jed Wallace, what's going on there? N- nothing's coming out about that. One year left on his deal. Mate, I was going to say we need to address the elephant in the room. And the elephant in the room is that Jed Wallace has been offered a contract and hasn't yet signed it. Uh, Am I worried? Well, I'd like to have seen him sign one at the end of last season or before before the end of last season. Mm -hmm. Is his agent doing a little bit of a shop around, almost certainly? I think COVID will hit recruitment in a big way. He's going to cost somebody... Five to ten million, isn't he? Even though he has only got one year left on his contract, we're not going to let him go for a few hundred grand. Uh, if the club announced tomorrow that he was staying, I'd be absolutely fucking ecstatic, and that would render this part of the podcast <laughs> uh, completely irrelevant. But I, I, I feel that we need to show that we also need to show Jed Wallace a statement of intent that we're going to get that player in that he can provide for and that's going to put the ball in the back of the net and that will have us probably matching his ambition, which should be up and around the playoffs in this division. Couldn't agree more. I think I think you're in a dangerous position though with Jed. Is there's been too much this this season especially. We've known he's good, but this season especially um on quite a few games, he's been that focal point. You know, without him, we wouldn't have done a lot of things. You know, certain ways we played, the certain ability he brings, the certain passion he brings, and it just brings a different thing. And and then you get the manager's thing going, you know, Jed was out there on his own today. Jed was fantastic, blah, blah, blah. You're in a dangerous position because now you've got a player and agent who's going to come to the negotiation meeting going, well, you said he's... he's, he's Invaluable to the team. So, um, what are you going to offer? Well, that don't that figure doesn't really look like he's invaluable to the team to me. We've got you know we've got interest elsewhere, and then if he does go well, you know you've got to bring in a player to do. You've then got to spend the money and hope that you're not going to upset the apple cart by the contract you offer him and the contract what comes in with someone else. So, I, I definitely wouldn't want to be in the club on the negotiation side of of that deal. It's too simple and naive to suggest what would happen if Wallace wasn't here because Wallace not being here means someone else could have been in that position and played his position. But let's be frank, if Wallace wasn't available this season, it does make you think like, you know, he's almost that side, but without Wallace's goals, it's obviously a glaring thing there where if he wasn't around, where the fuck would we be, Neil? <laughs> but the ball's in his court though, isn't it? He, he can literally demand what he wants. And I'll give him what he wants. I'll give him whatever he wants. <laughs> Go on, Neil. Yeah, but go on your missus. There you go. No, uh, uh... Yeah, in all seriousness, 
Yeah, but in all seriousness, where would we have been? I don't know. Well, I think if you take his goals out of the uh, equation, I know you like doing these kind of things. So you could probably work it out. Uh, we'd be up shit street, wouldn't we? He is our best player. Uh, I really want him to stay. I hope he does stay. But it's out of our hands, isn't it? Hopefully his agent is a bit more realistic and that when he goes to other clubs, the other clubs are saying, oh, well, we haven't got the same kind of wages because of COVID. It's the one time I would actually love to hear COVID as a fucking excuse used mm. and people making cutbacks because of COVID because it could because it could be the difference between him signing and not signing. So that's the if, thing. If he it? doesn't sign, he has to go. Well, we have to sell him. We can't afford to let him go for nothing at the end of the season. Agreed. I think that's it, though, when you look at the facts of it. I think we're not far away from pre-season already, chaps. I know, like, obviously it comes and goes very quickly, but with the season ending, I think, on the 9th of May, the players have already been off for three weeks. They're normally off for six weeks, and that's a luxury these days because, you know, normally season ends late or playoffs, whatever. I think, you know, we always managers always say they want bodies in the door by the time pre-season starts. I think we're probably three, four weeks weeks away from that. Maybe the 21st of, of uh, June could be an early mark for that on the 8th, uh, in June, sorry, or 28th of June. So we're not far away from signings happening, I feel. And hopefully we do see some good positive news in the coming weeks that can lead us to that. I think we're done for part two here, lads. I mean, unless, Mickey, just, you got something else you want to add in? Just my feeling, Chad. I mean, you think realistically. I mean, he's, I mean, he's 27, but he's, you know, is he coming into his prime? Because the last two seasons, he's scored 10 goals on each one. And, you know, the season before it was five and 10 and 10. And considering we're COVID, if we, if it weren't with everything with COVID, would he have scored more? So, I mean, realistically, looking at his, I bet looking at his stats, he's a prime signing potentially for other clubs. So, I mean, I just, as I said before, I just wouldn't want to be on that negotiation to try and think because you, you're fucked if you do, you don't, you? you know, you're going to be damned. If he goes, we're going to fucking cunt the club off our fuck's sake. You let him slip out. But to be fair, it's probably, he, his, his agent's probably told him, oh, you can get more money here. I mean, he signed a three-year deal, what, 2017. So it was a long deal then. And he was only, what, 24, 23. So he's now coming towards the end of his career. The only benefit, I suppose, what stands in his favour is that he's playing near enough every game. He's loved by Millwall as well. Yeah, yeah, that's, definitely. That's worth it because he had a bad spell at Wolves. I think yeah, um, yeah. we could bang the drum about what is for a while, lads. I think um, I'm going to call it there and say we'll you could easily see Fulham coming in for him. Actually, you could easily see yeah, that's that's a team the fear. Like Fulham, a fear of me is Brom. Yeah, a, a team getting relegated from the Premier League. Yeah. That's it. So that's the fear, isn't it? But yeah, I'm going to call it there. Part two done. We'll do a show talking about signings and all sorts, I'm sure, in the coming weeks anyway. Um, and we'll be back with part three in a moment. And welcome to the final part of the show. We're just going to initially give our hopes and expectations for next season. I think, you know, we've said we've 2020, 2021's done now. It's all about 21, 22 season and obviously where we see Mill ending up next season. I'll start with the obvious. I think 6,500 season ticket renewals is what the last statement from the club was. And for that point, at this point of the year to be at that stage, exciting expectations going into the season. Uh, Mickey, I know you're always a fan of the numbers and the club figures and obviously what's being said. Um, what are you hoping for next season, mate? Off the pitch and on the pitch? Um, on the pitch, um, I think we're going to finish 
Um, fairly well. I think we'll be in playoffs this season. Um, we're on the new season. I'm going to go positive. He said it now. That's it. 31st I've, I've, of May. Stick your yeah, money yeah. on it. Stick yeah, your money yeah. on it. <laughs> Mickey oh, says think, playoffs. That's it. 31st of May. I think we'll be playoffs. I think we're going to end up getting a couple of players that are going to score things. I reckon um, Bardson's going to definitely score those 15 goals so that poor old Omar has to streak down Summit Park Road. Um, absolutely nailed on on that one. Um, and no, I just, look, uh, I, I the season ticket's great and we're probably going to this a bit more on another show we've got coming up, but I think the season ticket's great, but you've got to take it into perspective and think, Actually, the large number of them were from last season. So they're not three, four thousand people paying four, five hundred pounds a time. They're probably people paying. You're wrong. You're wrong. It was two and a half thousand renewals last season. Two and a half right, thousand. Okay. So, so, 4, so, 4, 000... so, so four thousand people paying Agreed. full price, but two, two and a half thousand people not paying full price. They're paying 30, 40, 50 quid each or whatever yep. it is. So financially for the club, it's it's hard. The amount of money they lost um, last year. What do I hope for the coming season? Um, well, it'll be an interesting one to watch and, uh, and, and a slightly different show coming um, where we will or I will be uh, updating you on the regen stuff. Um, but, yeah, that showed its ugly head again. So... Yeah, it's uh, it is what it is. But no, I, I think high times. I think we're we're get we're get uh, playoffs, and uh, and I think hopefully we can get as near to full um, full crowd at the den will be superb. I hope. Let's just let's be honest. I hope that six and a half thousand of us at least will be able to go to the games. If that was the number, it has to be. So be it. I can't wait for some away days. Uh, you know, new teams coming to the division. I think it's also the three teams that got relegated: West Brom. Help me out, lads. Who else? Uh, Sheffield United. And who was the other one? Fulham. Fulham. Fulham, of course. A nice London away day. We need them London away days. I think I sent a little map to the chat earlier. It's the most northern division I can remember in a long while, isn't it? I think, you know, we, we lost some teams this season, but, you know, Wickham going in and stuff like that. The three promoted teams as well. Wasn't it Blackpool, Hull, and, oh, come on. Peterborough. Come to Peterborough. That's not too Peterborough. bad, I suppose. There you go. Go on. So, what's your thoughts for next season, Neil? Just initial thoughts. Obviously, Mickey's already gone out there and said we're going to make playoffs. But what's your what's your thoughts going to season, mate? I'm not going to be as bold as Mickey. I want to see what our striking op- options are before I uh, make a bold prediction. Because obviously, if we've got Bavardson and it's going to score 15 goals, front... mate. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know what. <laughs> Yeah. I'm gonna put, yeah, I'm gonna put a fiver on that. I'll tag you in the tweet when he leaves the club in the next four weeks. I'll tag you in the tweet. That's <laughs> but, not meaning that. That's uh, not meaning the no. By the way, I don't think yeah, I don't think anyone will buy him. Well, we'll see. Pay him Mate, up. I think. I think we'd. I'd settle for above where we are. Eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh. It's well punching above our weight. If we get a decent striker in that can score some goals and we shore up one or two other positions that we've touched upon and Jed stays, well, then there, there isn't any reason why we can't be pushing for the playoffs and around that area. Uh, the three clubs that came down, they're going to be up there, there or thereabouts again, aren't they? Let's face it. 
because they always are because of the parachute payments and everything else. It gives it gives them a long head start on us, doesn't it? There's us seeking out a bargain, and the geezer that owns West Brom can afford to go and give their manager ten million pounds to replace that croc that we've sent back. Let's That's face it. it. So and if if Bournemouth it, stay with their squad as well, you'd expect them to be in and around it. But then then that opens the space up because you know they like I said, the top two teams this season went up were the two teams that got relegated and Bournemouth were in and around it. But the doors opened there for a couple of teams to surprise us. And I think we might I think we'll be one of them. I do think we'll be one of them. I'm not gonna say we'll be the playoffs. I'm not gonna go on the limb like Mickey said there. However, I, I am confident with the den coming back, the den facts of crowds being there. I'm I'm got, I'm working on a basis that we're gonna have fans there. Someone can shoot me down if they want. I hope neither of you two do. I hope you two are just as positive as I am. We're gonna have fans back next season. We're gonna have some away days and enjoy ourselves. We're going to go Blackpool and get a B&B, um, hopefully for free. Neil knows a contact or two, so, um, you know, that, that could be done. And we're going to have a good time. Yeah, That's it. A couple of knocking shots. Yeah, no, I'll <laughs> a couple of knocking shots. And, there, as long as, and as long as they don't fucking put us on a on a Tuesday night game, um, and hopefully it's a Saturday, then, uh, yeah, definitely we, we're uh, we're definitely be doing a boat to fucking Fulham. Yep. That's true. That's definitely something that we'll sort out. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. Let's be hopeful. Next season's going to be fun. That's that's the only thing I'm going to say. I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be classic middle probably. Something's going to happen along the way. I'm sure we'll get a lot of negative press still, but maybe it could be that middle season that, you know, we run riot and could be sitting in the top, <laughs> could be sitting in the top two. <laughs> That was possibly the wrong wrong word there, but yeah, no, you know. We're going to run riot. We're coming back. We're back. We're back. I'm saying it. I wouldn't actually riot. bank on us having many away days, to be quite honest. No, I, that's, no, that's my only concern. Don't shoot me Not down. Not to start <laughs> off with. Not to start off with, yeah? And I hope that all 6,500 people that have got season tickets can get into them. Yeah, I think just I check your season tickets, see if you've got A or B written on there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> because I think I might be waiting a little while to get into a game. But hopefully actually Mickey knows somebody with a corporate box that can sneak us in for the first game. But no, well, I I I just can't wait to get up to London and to be fucking bored to death and frustrated at a Millwall game again. Yeah. Celebrate the win afterwards in the pub and drown your sorrows in the pub afterwards when we lose. It's, it's, it's the meal away. That's it. That's all I Yeah, I but then we before. go for a curry with chips with Mickey, don't we? Bingo. Exactly. Maybe do a live show in there one day as well. Who's to say whatever? But, well, um, a, bit like, a bit like fucking Crouchy, do you know what I mean? That's it. It is. It is. I forgot the oh, that's Sangrat, it? is it the Sangrat? Sangrat. Well done. That's it. Uh, but look, yeah. I think obviously being serious about the team and the pitch for myself, I think, I think we're two or three top signings away from having a side that. Injuries forbidden. We're gonna have can one of the really pitches. compete in this division, and we're, yeah, we're gonna have a good pitch. Like obviously, we're laying up the pitch. I think it's the first time since the den's been built, right? That they've um, took the whole ground yeah. up. So you know, we're gonna have a good footballing pitch. I think I do think we're two, three players away. It's just whether we get the right two or three heads in. That's the oh, question, and and if we stay away from injuries, it's always the way, isn't it? So um, I think we've run our course. I mean, anything Don't else forget. you do want to chuck in? Well, don't forget, as of next Monday, um, I will be joining MFC, which is the uh, Mill Fat Club. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm getting going uh, and joining as a participant of uh, the Trust and the Premier League and the Football League's initiative. 
um, where slightly porky fellas like myself um, will be able to be given some motivation and whatnot through um, through the trust. It's on our tweets. It's on their tweets. It's on the club tweets. Uh, there's still time to get involved. Uh, I think it's a 12-week course. And, uh, yeah, mate, in 12 weeks' time, you can follow my journey. But in 12 weeks' time, I'll be a, a slim, good-looking hunk of a bloke. I'm too young to be uh, considered into the MFC Fuck. Fat Club. Um, Fuck you. However, it's not MFC. Mate, yeah, MFC. Well, yeah. You called it the, you called it the MFC. Oh, the MFC, club. yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, Millwall I'm, Football I'm, Club, but it's Millwall Fat Club. Millwall Fat Club. I'm too, uh, I'm not, I'm too young to be considered, but I, I, I'll, I'll tag along in the in in your mind with it, mate, and um, help uh, with the journey. You meet me in the pub afterwards. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll, we'll go for, get the Spoons Tapas free for a tenner and um, enjoy ourselves afterwards and uh, <laughs> have the exotic life. Uh, but I think we've run our course for the show tonight, lads. It's been a pleasure to record again. It's been it's been a few weeks, but hopefully we're back with a bang and hopefully next season is the season we're hoping for, really. Neil, you got anything else you want to add before we shoot off, mate? No, not really. Just thanks to everyone for their support throughout lockdown and you two for putting up with me through two lockdowns and um, <laughs> just glad to be doing this again, yeah? It's That's been it. emotional. I've missed it and it's just great to be back have a smile on all three of our faces talking about the club that we love. That's it. Back stronger. I think we've ran our course and uh, that's the Hacienda point for us and uh, we'll be back. I'll say next week. We'll be back with another show next week, guys. It's bit too soon. If you haven't already, be sure to follow us on Twitter at that Mill Pod. It is at that Mill Pod, right? It is everything across social now is there at that Mill Pod. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, etc. etc. is all Mickey, at that Mickey Mill Pod. Mickey's, now. Uh, unified all of it for us. And check out our website www.thatmillpodcast.com uh, If you haven't already, leave us a review on Spotify or on iTunes. And if you're really kind, do it on both. Leave us five stars only and be sure to say what you think of Neil. And uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Look, my day job as a firefighter is tough, but my night job as a social media manager, my Persian cat Jinxie, that's intense. It's 8 p.m., I've finally gotten home from another 24-hour shift, and I just want to kick back with a cold one, but old Jinxie knocks my beer right off the counter and gives me that look that says, no drinking on the clock. But Heineken Zero Zero keeps us both happy. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I get my drink, and I can still work on Jinxie's new line of merch. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. Your work technology should help your organization run better. Monday.com is an intuitive platform designed to help teams of all sizes work better together and maximize results. With Monday.com, you can easily customize your workflows to fit your team's exact needs and create automated updates to keep everyone up to speed in real time. Experience the power of a single platform that replaces your costly tech toolbox and the headache that comes with it. To start your 14-day free trial, 
Go to monday.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.